Higadav Chuf starting at the bottom of the previous Umet, Umet of Meri Shmah from our Mishnah, that Chilm Shanasi Al Taharas HaKodesh, people who often ate Kodeshim and were makabal to eat even their Chilm food according to the same standard of Tahara as Kodesh, Kodesh Dumma, are treated as full-fledged Kodesh. Mimai, Midalaktuni Bimala. Since the Mishnah does not teach a separate level regarding them, that is, from the fact the Mishnah does not state that Big Dai Prishim, who eat their chilm, is considered tumah through Midras for those who eat their chilm according to the standard of Kodesh, we can infer that such food is considered like Kodesh itself. Therefore, it is not listed for the Mishnah already listed Kodesh as a separate level. When asked, who says? Perhaps it is not like Kodesh. And the reason the Mishnah does not teach a separate level regarding them is if they are similar in level to Trima, the Mishnah already taught Trima. If they are similar in level to Chilm, the Mishnah already taught Chilm. For we learned in the Mishnah, Yet his cloth was considered Toma through Midras for those who ate Kodesh. This is our he ate his chilm according to the Tahara standard of Kodesh his entire lifetime. And yet, his cloth was considered Tumah through Midras for those who handled my chatas. The implication is, the chatas and, for my chatas, yes, his cloth was considered Midras, the Kodesh Lord. But for those who ate Kodesh, it was not considered Midras. Al-Maksubah clearly the Mishnah maintains that chilm shanasi al-Tahara Kodesh Kodesh Tumah are considered like Kodesh. What it brings three halachas relevant to the halacha of Hesachadas. Umar Bionis ibn Aluzi, not from Afar Tamimani, if someone's shawl fell from him, Omar Khavari he said to his chavar, Tanali, give it to me in a sunnah and he gave it to him. To my, it is considered Tumah. For since the Begad was not constantly in the possession of the original watcher, it underwent Hesachadas, which for people who are machmer with the aluchas of Tahar, it makes the item in question Tumah. The Muru will soon discuss why the owner of the Begad who was standing nearby is not considered to have guarded it. Second aluchah, Umar Bionis ibn Amram, he intended to take his weekday begudim out of the closet, and instead he mistakenly took out and wore his Shabbos begudim. Let's me they have become Tumah. At present, the Gemara assumes the reason to be that item which is guarded on the presumption that it is one item, but is later discovered to be a different item, is not considered guarded. A third aloha, Their clothing became exchanged in the bathhouse. He declared the clothing Tumah. The last two alochas are, as the Gemara presumes now, based on the concept that guarding an item on the assumption that it is a different item is not considered a valid shmir. Rabbi objected to this. If someone extended his hand into a basket to remove a loaf of wheat bread, instead a loaf of barley bread came up in his hand, will you say the barley bread has become Tumah? Since before he noticed what he was holding, he was guarding the item on the assumption that it was a different item. If you say indeed so, but it was taught in a Hamashamid, one who guards, as a choves, Becheskas shall yain that it contains wine, Venetash shaman, it is later discovered to be of oil, Tehoira Melatam. We see a misconception regarding the identity of an item one is guarding does not invalidate its shmir. But a count as a letamach, I am a cipher of the brisa, Vasirim, but the oil is usir melecho to be eaten. Am I, why should this be so? If the guarding of an item on the belief that it is a different item is a valid shmir, why would the oil be usalachila? Mura answers, Omar Biermi, 
Guarding an item on the assumption it is a different item is a valid shmita. And the Braisa is discussing a case where the person says, I guarded the contents of the barrel from something that would make it toma to a level that it can be metama further items. But I did not guard it from something that would make it puzzle. Therefore, it is not metama further, but it cannot be eaten. But it asks me, is there such a thing as a partial shmita? Is such a shmita valid? But at this end, indeed it is, but Tanya, for it was taught in Abraisa, Hushitud Basal. If one extended his hand into a basket containing figs, a salaxai, for the basket was on his shoulder, for Magraifu, but a shovel was in the basket, for he guarded the basket and its contents from contracting timber, but not the shovel. Hasal tuer va magreifu tamay. The loch is the basket with its contents is tuer, the shovel is tuma. Now in order to show that the Bryce accepts the concept of partial shmina, the Muda analyzes the Bryce. Hasal tuer, the basket is tuer, the tama ha magreifu lasal, but the shovel should be matama the basket. How can the Bryce rule that only the shovel is tuma and the basket is not? Muda answers, ein kli matama kli. When asked, for the tama masha basal, but the shovel should be matama what is in the basket, meaning the figs. What explains the Bryce, Omar Avina? But Omar, the Bryce deals with one who says, shumartiv medova shumatama, I guarded the shovel from something that would make it toma to a level that it can be metama further items. But I did not guard it from something that would make it puzzle. At any rate, the Brasa states, according to the Bav interpretation, that if the shovel touches toward food, it is not metama the food, even though the shovel itself is puzzle. So we have proven the concept of a partial shmita does exist, and we can interpret the earlier Brasa regarding the Chovis to be discussing such a shmita as well. Now that we've Irons out the internal difficulties in the Braisa regarding the Chavis when it returns to its point. How can a Purnissim ben Amram and a Blusim ben Tzudik say that guarding an object on the assumption it is another object is not a valid Shemina when the Braisa states the barrel of oil which the owner guarded on the presumption it contained wine is toward from being metama other objects. Void. Furthermore, Moisiv Rabba Baravi from another Braisa Masa Beshuachas Shabus Lefnai Rebbe Shmuel V'Onloi and said to him Rebbe Begadze Eraktev Betar This Begad Awoiv Betar V'Lohoi Belib she stated that the cloth did not come in contact with anything capable of being metama, but she admitted she had not consciously guarded it from Timur during that time. And Mishmul proceeded to probe, to see perhaps due to a lack of attention to the matter, something had in fact occurred, which might have made the big atoma. And Nida drew together with me the rope that was attached to the loom. If one had in mind to guard it, it is to it. They knew that without a conscious effort to guard an item, the item might become tumma without the owner even realizing. This cloth, a wove batar, vlohoi belibilishamra. Imitor badika shoir bishmobatka, omloi reba, nima nefsikli, a thread I was using snapped, ekshartilope, I tied it by using my mouth while I was in it. Omar bishmo kamagodurim divrachachomim, shoir omlim belibilishamri to it, but I am belibilishamri to it. Now the question is, Rebishmo stated, if one had in mind to guard it, it is to it, implying, that the only problem with a diversion of attention is that the item might have become tumma in the meantime. If so, what difference does it make in the last two halachas if the person who was guarding the object thought it was a different object? Similarly, in the first case of the three halachas, why should the fact that the shawl fell from the person and was retrieved by somebody else make it tumma? Since the bagot was guarded from Tima uninterruptedly, it should remain to it. The Gemara eliminates the question on the last two halachas but retains its question on the first one. Regarding the Bikudim exchange in 
the bathhouse, we can say the reason that Abakiva ruled them Tuma is because in cases such as this, each woman says to herself, She therefore diverts her attention from guarding the bigot. The case of a person who intended to take his weekday begodim but instead took his Shabbos one, keeping the card in the Shabbos over the since one generally guards his Shabbos begodim more than his weekday ones, and now due to the switch he guarded them only as much as his weekday one, it is considered as if he diverts his attention from them. If one dropped his shawl and another person retrieved it for him, it is Tumma. Let the owner guard it while it is in his Chava's hand. That is, where the owner of the bigot kept his eye on it from the time it fell until his friend retrieved and handed it to him, why is it Tumma? It was guarded continuously. There is a Chazoka, a man does not guard that which is in his chava's hand. Likewise, the person who retrieved it did not guard it while it was in his own hand because he reasoned, my friend does not know whether or not I am Tumma, yet he asked me to retrieve his bigot. Obviously, he's not Makabed about its data, so for a brief time the bigot was not guarded by anyone. What a question is this? Voloi, and does one indeed not guard that which is in his chava's hand? Is someone's hired donkey drivers or workers who were amayhuadets were carrying his toured items such as barrels of wine from place to place? The barrels were made of chiris. The loch is that chiris are capable of contracting timah only from within. Even if he distanced himself from them more than a mil, his toured items remain to it. We are not worried that the workers touch the barrels from within, for since he did not tell them that he was going far away, they were worried that he might show up any minute and catch them in the act. But in Umalwam, if he said them, Lahi, go ahead, and I'll follow you later, then Kivash and Isami Ain of Mahem, as soon as they disappear from his view, Tarosaf Tamayas, his two items at home. Now, if you should think that a man does not doubt that which is in his Chavah's hands, even in the first case, the wine should be considered unguarded and therefore Tumah, as the barrel is being held by someone else. In fact, the person does not guard that which is in his chav's hand, just like the Yochanan said earlier. And Aisha is discussing the boss required his workers to toivel in a mikveh before having them transport the barrels. Therefore, the barrels do not need to be guarded from the workers because even if they do touch them from the inside, the wine would remain to it. The Mura asks, in the Brais's last case as well, the wine should be to it. In their view, they as well as all other Amahirets are fully to it, even without it. So should they meet a fellow Amurets along the way, they would have no issues about allowing him to touch the Chobes from the inside, as long as there is no possibility that their boss will see this occur. The barrels should be The is discussing where the boss could come upon them via a route that they could not anticipate. The wine should be to it. But as since he told him, go ahead, I'll follow you later. They are confident that he will not arrive for some time. Hadn Allah